Another edition of the BA Sales Kennel Cup Holistic Healing Hour with your host and moderator, me, Grandpa Bill. Welcome, one and all. Some of you buy our invitation where applicable, probably more so ubiquitous audience, one and all. However you got here, continue to do so. Thank you. We are growing exponentially with your help. And that's mostly due to provocative guests, much like my next one in guest, Nezreen, who's just a moment going to tell us a little bit more about herself. Some of you who I do do the shows daily you might have heard the Prelude show, and I did uh, kind of introduce her as I extended the visit or invitation for her to visit me here in the Podmatch Arena, reading her bio from there. And I want to start right from the page top to bottom there to, as to uh, a good beginning point, I think, to introduce all of us to Nezreen. And I'm going to go right to the top of that Podmatch page, if you would just bear with me for a second. It's Nezreen, and she'll correct me on the last name. I believe it's Ahmed, A-H-M-E-D, and she's MSPCC, ICF Credentialed Professional Certified Life and Grief Coach. And as you, as a guest or as a host in the Podmatch arena, as we scroll down the guest tags in the Prelude show and to encompass today's show, we'll categorize the following categories, life coach, sensitivity training, change management coach, training, grief, communication, behavioral change, relationship building, empowering, and coach. And then as I say, her biography verbatim, as it's stated in the Podmatch arena, it was seven years ago that I got a call that turned my world upside down. My older sister, my hero, had suddenly passed away. I went to therapists and support groups, but never quite felt like I was getting what I needed. Then I hired a grief coach on a friend's suggestion without any expectations. In one session, I felt better than I had in months. I felt hopeful for the first time in a very long time. Unknowingly, I discovered my path in life, coaching. I started, this is her website, we're calling a community call to action, if you will. My audience, your audience, all new audiences, one and all, harborlightscoaching.com, all lowercase, that's harbor, H-A-R-B-O-R-L-I-G-H-T, coaching, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. And she has been a life and grief coach for the past six years. She absolutely loves her work and loves to help others. She has an MS in communication and holds the professional certified coach credential from the ICF, and she'll expand upon that in just a moment, and can speak about the following topics, the death of a loved one, loss of health, divorce, job loss, backslash, career transition, pet loss, loss of safety, backslash, trust, dealing with grief when it was during COVID and whatever's left of it and so forth in the world arena. Our call to action, again, is to please visit her website, harborlightscoaching.com. Coaching challenges you, regardless of your personal or professional experiences, our work together will enable you to safely explore and reflect upon what may or may not be beneficial for you and how you can work towards achieving the outcomes that you crave. No matter what you've gone through or the obstacles you face, I will support and guide you to expand self-imposed limitations and persevere 
one conversation can inspire meaningful possibilities. Let's have that conversation right <laughs> now with my guest, Nezreen. Welcome, Nezreen. Thank you so much for being here. And please do tell us all about Nezreen. And my deepest sympathy, I lost a sibling myself last year due to COVID. So we have a little bit personal connection on that front, too. Welcome aboard. And please tell us all about yourself. Welcome. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you so much for having me here today. And um, thank you for reminding me that I need to update my bio because some of those dates <laughs> are um, not accurate anymore. And uh, definitely have some different or, or, you know, credentials added on to onto please, the list. Please um, us. Yeah, please. Uh, sure, sure. So uh, my sister died almost 10 years ago now, which is hard, hard to believe. Um, this December will be 10 years. And um, and so I've been coaching for for uh, over eight years now and um, also have a, a credential from the European um, Mentoring and Coaching Council the EMTC. So it's similar to the ICF, the International Coach Federation. Um, those are the two sort of most well-known governing body, bodies of coaching. Um, since coaching is a very unregulated field and anybody can call themselves a coach, it's important when you work with coach to understand their training and their expertise and oh, sure. what kinds of credentials they have. And so um, I, I went ahead and got the um, senior practitioner credential from the EMCC. Um, and I've also worked with... Um, grief expert uh, david kessler he did a um or he's actually running um continuing to run um, a grief educator certification program so i did that in 2021 um a phenomenal program uh, really really learned a lot and and feel like it enhanced a lot of my work my ability to work with people in grief and loss and so, I'm sorry, was that like a couple of years program in duration or no it was uh months. I want to say it was like okay, five months. Okay, but I mean, maybe? it was obviously not like two sessions for an no, hour and a half correct. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, it was twice a week. It was very intense, um, but, it, but, but very worth it. Very worth it. You know, all the things I'm very um, grateful that a lot of the things, all the things that I've done in terms of the training have been very beneficial and, and worthwhile. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I do, I love coaching. I love to be able to support other people. You know, my, um, when my sister died, I had no idea about coaching. It wasn't something that was ever on my radar. You know, I, I was working in a completely different field and um, spent a lot of time grieving and trying to deal with the, what I didn't recognize was trauma as well as the grief um, of losing her. And so when I did work with the grief coach, um, you know, after, after again, working with a therapist, working, uh, going to support groups, I did a lot of, you know, acupuncture, some Reiki. Um, I, I tried maybe once or twice. I didn't really get into it, but like EFT or tapping. Right, you know, I, tried, right, I, I right. saw a shaman. I did a lot of things uh, to try to understand and try to deal with the grief. It takes an I, exploration, especially under absolutely. those conditions, to find which one absolutely. is that you're going to connect with. So <clears throat> obviously through tragedy, these things come to fruition, but... You, you, I mean, you already said that you never had childhood aspirations to be, Hey, I want to be a coach. Or, or, I mean, it was not to make light of that situation, but it was, certainly was that situation that gave you the revelation and the discovery mm -hmm. that that's where you wanted to be in our, and was that grief coach, if you don't mind me asking a friend or you just went searching to get a sad grief coach and you found him or her 
and that's where it all began, if you will. Well, what happened actually, so I, um, I, after my sister passed away, it was a catalyst for a lot of changes in my life. And I was looking for a career change. I had been wanting to do something different and was sort of in between, you know, if you will, my previous career and trying to find something new. And I had no idea what to do next. I'd already gone to like, you know, career counselors in the past and done all kinds of like disc assessments and different, you know, personality tests and never really and done certifications and, you know, starting starting to take classes to find out if I wanted to be a speech pathologist or if I wanted to be an ESL instructor, or, you know, all these different ideas, but nothing ever really stuck. And so I ended up hiring a life coach and it was our very first session. Um, I remember meeting her in downtown Manhattan and uh, still face to face right at that point. And uh, uh, right. within that very first session, about 20 minutes in, I was like, OK, Christine, stop talking. This is what I want to do. This is my new career. How do I do this? Let's get me set up. This is exactly it, it was. It was indeed that quickly for yourself. It was that, that quickly. But it, this was just regular coaching, life coaching, executive got coaching. It, it. it was it. not anything got to do it. with grief. Got, got um, but I started. So, so a few months later, the program, the training program, is a year long training program. Um, it started in February, and so I was working with that coach for a few months until the program started. Right. And then um, a few months into that program, it was probably about month four of that program. Um, I was talking to somebody and I was, or actually I was talking to a, a number of people about my grief and, and how I was doing with it, how I maybe wasn't doing so great with it. Like a lot of things were changing in my life, but my grief felt very stagnant and very um, unattended, if you will. Um, I, 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 I know that feels yeah. very well. Continue. Yeah. continue. Um, and it, it, one of the people in the program said, I just met a, a grief coach the other day. Would you like her number? And I was like, what are you talking about? First of all, what is a grief coach? I've what never even it? heard that's of that. that. What's a grief coach? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and then second, it was just like, okay, I do want to call. I think I want to call her. I, th I think I should call her. But, you know, it was very daunting um, did, after did having that, done Did that take so a much. lot of persuasion or you? I mean, wrote? I took her number right away, but it took a, a few months to call. Like, yeah. I'm not oh, going to okay. lie. It, it, it wasn't like a, hey, leap, you know. That's a leap of faith. I mean, that yes. is a leap of very faith. Much. It takes some time, very some much. gumption. And it, it takes, a, you know, I, I tell this to a lot of people, it takes a lot of courage to make the first it few really phone calls, does. you know, especially it's, when you don't have an inkling to that juncture of what it seems. I mean, it's one yeah. good thing. Hey, my uncle Charlie told me something about that. Or yeah. I remember, you know, really seriously, and all the power to uncle Charlie or whatever. But I mean, if you've had any kind of a advice from another relative or whatever, when it's brand, brand new, that's even more of a leap because yeah. you're, you're coming from a safe zone. Do you care to expand whatever your career might have been before? Was it completely about face? I mean, like completely about face? You, oh yeah, you no. I'm sorry. I used to work. Uh, I used to work on Broadway and television and you film did? productions. Yeah, so really? I I did. I was in costumes and wardrobe. I was in the wardrobe really? department. Yeah, so I was uh, for many many Broadway and off Broadway and touring productions years and years ago. When was, I first that started. was that a childhood aspiration or something like that? That was actually a career um, that I went into as a result of my sister. Um, she oh, she okay. was a stage okay. manager, um, oh, okay. and she got she me my in, very first job. She was in job. the industry when she busted she was in the industry. Yeah. Yep, and then. And then she got me my very first job out of high school. I was interning in a costume shop for a summer stock theater um, in our go. hometown. 
and I, you know, I knew a little hand sewing and I, I was like, I'll do a quick, what's a quick change? You know what I mean? It was like, you got to get the actor change fast, you know, qu very quickly backstage before they go on again. And so, you know, it was a lot of learning, a lot of long hours. I think I made like $200 for the summer. What a, repertoire. What, what a, what a thing to <laughs> yes. be in your repertoire. I mean, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. So I just started doing theater in college and, and so on. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I mean, I, my career, I was very lucky in my career that I was able to succeed and excel quickly. Um, but it was never, it was never what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Like there was always something within me that was like, we hear, this that, is we fun. hear, we, we hear that so much, especially at mm. this platform, myself too, myself too, you know, mm. on both sides of the proverbial desk, you hear that so often, mm. with all due respect, oh, I was an engineer when I was in college, so I, and I, I hated it, but seriously, mm. I was, I did it for 30 years, I don't know why I ever did it, and or my, my major that I took in college, the other, I never worked day one in I never worked day one and I'd have to pay all yeah. that money for another another story. Yeah. And another self. Continue. It's just, it's just amazing our career lineage for whatever yeah. reasons. It's amazing. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I, I was very lucky in my career, but I, I knew that I wanted to do something else. And so meeting with that life coach and then and then going into coaching in general was a was a um, and then as the old significant is, welcome. And as the old adage goes, it's who you know and of course Knowing your sister, how great could that have been? That must have been yeah. awesome to, to yeah. work under that program. But continue, continue. Yeah, so I, I ended up working with the coach, and I felt, um, but you know, by the time we were done, it was um, like almost like a one eighty in terms of how I've been feeling, and right. and the weight and the guilt that I had been feeling, and the the regret, and you know, so much of like the I always tell people, um, my theory of grief is like there's sort of two main aspects of grief. The first is the part that never really goes away, which is like just missing your person, just wanting to talk to them again. You never, to get, hold you never them. get over it. I, no, I mean, never. You never. You never of get course over not. It. Continue. No. Continue. Uh, but so there's that that aspect of just missing them, missing their presence, wanting the world, you right. know, to to um, be better because they're in it, right? Correct. Uh, but then the other aspect is the aspect where you can do some work, which is the the regret that you feel the guilt that you feel the you, channel it. you can actually channel it into something quite positive absolutely and you can resolve a lot of the issues that you you know the, like there were a lot of things that felt unfinished between me and my sister Correct. you know and um that's where the work the grief coaching work comes right. in i believe it's like how to resolve a lot of those issues right. remind yourself that even though your mind is filling in the blanks and saying a lot of things to you those are probably not all true and you know reminding yourself of the good in the relationship not just the maybe the negative right. things that happened cool. uh you know and so finding ways to sort of navigate through a lot of what our minds do to us when we lose someone and um being, being human isn't a day in the park sometimes no. necessarily i mean it's a, no. it, the human equations it's a pretty tough thing it is it is it's very challenging and so yeah so you know um working with that coach i was able to resolve a lot of things that felt um like they had been weighing on me for a long time after my sister passed and so uh and it was it was completely unexpected like i went through the process with her and i was like this is not gonna work and i found a lot of doubts such, and a lot of concern such an about and, face to, to what you had known yeah. it, you know such yeah. an about face yeah so yeah so it was a, it was a wonderful surprise and so after that, I felt really inspired, and I was like, "I wanna, I wanna commit to this as being a, um, you know, a main, 
or, or you know, a specialty within my coaching practice. And do, um, do, do you feel do you feel as though if it's not too sensitive or whatever, do you feel as though after your sister passed or something like that, that she had a little something to do with where you ultimately are too? Do you think or? Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. I, I owe a lot to my sister, not only my first career, but my second, you know, and the trajectory of my life completely changed as so, a result so, of so this. I feel as though she knows about that. Do you feel as though she definitely knows in the afterlife so. or whatever? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I, I, you know, I started doing some different trainings, um, grief recovery method, and then um, took some other classes for grief coaching, and then did the grief recovery or, or sort of grief educator program with David Kessler. And, um, you know, did a lot of trainings and different kinds of coaching as well, um, right. executive coaching, personal or life coaching. Um, I did uh, a positive intelligence program, which is a, a six week program to help people stop to end self-sabotage, basically. So I've done a, a number of different things and, and really tried to amass a, um, a library, of you, if you will, of ways to help people and support people. And um, I feel very lucky to be able to do what I do. I, I'm very committed to it. And um you know, the, it, it's challenging, especially when you see a lot of people consistently dealing with grief, you know, um, it definitely has its challenges, but it's also incredibly rewarding. It, it is. So when, when COVID arrived, this was at that time, about seven years or so after, after your sister's passing, I'm trying to do the Just math. That, yep. Okay. So then yeah. COVID for all the obvious reasons changed lots of things. Had you had an offer per se? How, how were you doing business pre-COVID, pre-COVID? So one of the things that I was really attracted to coaching for, one of the reasons um, that, that pulled me towards it was that I could do it virtually. So one of the things I realized after my sister passed was I didn't want to live and work in one area. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to, to work from wherever, see clients wherever. You know, I'm, I'm, credentialed, you know, and I'm trained, but I'm not licensed. So I don't, I'm not um, regulated to work in just one state or, or restricted, I should say, to work Got in it. just one state. Um, and I'm very lucky I get to work with people all over the world, you know? And so, um, so yeah, so I was working virtually. I, I was using Zoom well before it got really popular. And uh, Okay, so you've been virtual for a while, if you will. Yes, if, if, yes. If you will. Good for you. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I was, I did used to do some in-person sessions, you know, and I did a lot of, um, uh, you know, building my business and networking and all kinds of things in the city, you know, in person, um, uh, pre-COVID. But, but actually, um, in 2020, um, I had my, my, my first daughter, my child. Oh, congratulations. And, um, thank you. And so yeah, that hectic, also... During a hectic time, but can, can during very, She was born in March of 2020, so it oh was a God, very that's, hectic that's time. That's almost a good yeah. omen. That's because... Yeah. <laughs> They're the ones that are going to change all of this, but we'll talk yeah. about that afterwards. Continue. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so that also changed a lot in terms of how I run my business, oh, sure. how, you know, I split my time. You know, I, it took a, it took probably about two years before I was back full time to working, yeah. you know, um, being a mom, uh, being a mom is the best, yeah. job, the best job ever, yeah. obviously, but that, yeah. that'll keep you occupied for a couple of days. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, and with the restrictions of COVID, there were so many things that were not available to mothers during that time. Just, you know what I mean? Just, it was, just, it was, it was, yeah. uh, yeah, it was, you know, insane. a lot of things that I, that I've been planning for that I was like, I guess I'm not going to do that. You know? Insane. So yeah. Continue. Continue. Yeah. 
so yeah so um uh that's it really i mean like that's that's sort of my story and i've been i've been very fortunate to be so able as to we speak, do what i do that, i mean out of a bad situation we always like to hear good stuff that comes out of it and a lot of good things did come out of it mm-hmm. because people's hands were forced a lot of people hadn't been virtual before or whatever mm-hmm. so i guess if it had to happen you had that jump start if you will you had been virtual for a while so mm-hmm. hey you know when at that time we were all looking for some sort of an advantage or a jump start so at least you had that too so now that you've had that advantage of being virtual for a decade almost eight year, like eight plus years yeah 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 okay so with that advantage and i mean that's great kudos to you, you still had to work it all the way how is that as we speak i mean are you garnering more and more people coming in on a deal i mean you certainly and i mean this with all respect you certainly have the potentiality to have a lot of clients and i mean that with all due respect yeah. is that is that happening you're getting a name you're getting entrenched you're starting to yeah, fun. knock on wood. You know, I mean, I, I've, I'm quite happy with the way my, my business is going right now. I, I've not done as much business building, you know, for, for especially um, 2021, 2020, 20, through 2022, I would right. say there was a lot of, I was doing a lot in terms of like <clears throat> um, online summits and different events oh, and webinars. And, you know, like there was so There's much. There's a lot of peripheral. There's a lot of peripheral stuff to make the main core exist and it's a lot there's precisely. a lot to it precisely. there's a lot to it i'm sorry, sorry they're obviously dedicated and to be dedicated i always kid around you have to put 27 hours in a 24-hour day yeah. sometimes <laughs> it's pretty much that way isn't it, it <laughs> but it can feel that way for but sure it, but it's so good when you get the yeah. rewards that you obviously yeah. get out of it. what a rewarding career i mean yeah thank you so beautiful so tell us all as we start to segue out not to hurry you tell us all about your social media what's going on right now how people can reach out so we don't forget anything your website sure. all of it take it sure. away well i mean i'll be honest i haven't been you know i have been more focused on working with clients and i do a lot of one-on-ones and so my time and energy has not been focused on social media if people go on it now you can find me at, at harbor light coaching but if you go on there you'll probably see things from a couple of years ago um, and it's it's mainly just between my my three-year-old daughter and the energy that she requires and then my work it's just like i just don't have a lot of time i, I do the to, same thing uh, on social media i mean it's <laughs> we have to have the exposure i mean we have to have the exposure but i myself too i don't spend a whole lot of time on social mm-hmm. media Mine's a little different only because I do them daily. I do them daily. It's like, hey, I ought to get this on social media before I forget. Yeah. But I mean, I don't really like hang out. And no, nothing wrong sure. with hanging out on social media. I'm not afforded the time to. You're not either. Exactly. You know what I mean? So exactly. no apologies necessitated, but I know exactly where you're t- talking that some of the information mm-hmm. may be a little bit older. So continue with the yeah. other forms and your website for sure tell us about your website yeah my website is the best way to get in touch with me there you know there's um a link for scheduling a free consultation you know so people can reach out and and let me know a little bit what's going on and you know set up a a time to meet with me there's also one of the things that i really struggled with when i first lost my sister was figuring out who i should have gone to see because there are different resources and different you know professions that support grief uh, or grievers um so you know there's grief therapy, there's grief counseling, and then there's grief coaching. And a lot of my work is about helping people understand what I do and how it differs from those other modalities. And so 
what I ended up doing was creating an assessment for people to take. It's about 20 questions, you know, um, nothing too invasive, but it's basically like, give me a sense of what you're dealing with and how severe it is. And then you get um, a PDF and, and a few emails after that, basically telling you, okay, you're given where you are in your grief journey, you're probably a best fit for a therapist right now, or you should definitely see a counselor, you know, and here's why. You know, so I try to give people some tools and resources on the website that even if they never want to contact me, you know, they have something they can learn. They have something they can, they can, that can support them. And so I have, they're walking out more ratified than they entered just because hopefully and not to minimize the material because of the material. And, mm -hmm. and I'm sure in most cases, nothing's for everybody. I mean, you know, but right. I'm, I'm sure in most cases you're doing quite well. You're obviously oh, passionate you. about it. You emanate that. And as a practitioner, as you, I'm not, but as you well know, yeah, you kind of have to emanate that or, you know, you're not going to go far, right? I mean, so I think people are receptive to like, hey, she's in this, she's in this to keep. Okay. I ask all my guests at this juncture right now, where the world's at and so on and so forth and the precipice that it, you know, it's a little upside down for sure. I personally feel that it's a precipice that we could be at the beginning of so many good things for our legacies, especially if we get a couple of things out of the way, out of the way in the interim. What, what would you say to people not to make light of it that are, that are, you know, maybe struggling with where we're at right now and confused and maybe, maybe a little bit too much gloom and doom in theater, perhaps. Well, mm. What would you say to folks? And what are you saying to folks if that comes up in conversation in your services on a day-to-day -day basis? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> two things. Uh, first, you know, how you feel today and where we are today, whether it's in our personal lives, our professional lives, and where we are in the world, what's happening in the world, right? Everything is changing. Everything is temporary. You know, how we feel today may not be how we feel tomorrow or next week or next year. You know, and hopefully we will feel better. Hopefully we as a society and as a, as a globe, you know, as a, as, a, as a species will be improving, you know, over the next year or so or more. Um, but to just remember that, you know, today is today. Today is not forever. It, you know, how you feel right now is not how you'll always feel. And how, how and where we are is not how we, we will always be. Um, and then the second thing is to as much as we can to find those little moments that give us hope, that give us joy. You know, for me, a lot, a lot of it is just spending time with my daughter. I mean, she is a handful at three, but she's amazing, you know, and so much fun. And she just lights up the world. Like she's just such a, a, a sweet, kind, funny, smart child. You know, I just, I love being around her. And so for me, that, that gives me hope. That gives me joy, you know, and, um, if there's anything I would say to people, like if you are feeling that doom and gloom, if you are feeling consistent anxiety or stress and just not seeing a lot of good, try to find it in your own space, find it, find it in your own world. Maybe for some, it's about volunteering and giving back, maybe mentoring, maybe it's within their profession, maybe it's changing their profession to do some good in the world. Maybe it is just spending time with loved ones, you know, having a good conversation, watching a comedy show, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is that can help support you and help you find a little hope, a little gratitude, a little joy. Um, stick with that. Perfect. I think that's a perfect way to end today's segment. 
The only thing that Grandpa Bill would add to that before we sign off, try not to worry too much about things that you can't control. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised how they may have a way of working themselves out, especially mm -hmm. when we stay together. When we do things as a community, that's a weapon <laughs> that <clears throat> they don't know how to act against. So stay tuned. It's going to get better. We're going to be a little bit bumpy along the way. That's the reality of it. Turbulent waters can be navigated. We're proving that every single day. So, gonna say bye bye for now. May God bless. We'll see you all again tomorrow. Good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll be right here. And by the way, Nazarene always has an open invite, so we may see her again. We hope to. So, we'll say bye bye for now, and we'll see you all again the next time. Peace, everybody. Continue to Take pay care. it forward. We do it together. Thank you.